Do you feel alone? Even your mama doesn't love you. Do you think you're weird? A bowling ball shouldn't be able to fit in there. Do you have a secret? I bet it's big. True Me with Kevin and Farah. Driven by secrets, fueled by shame. So a lot has been in the news in the last week or so. Yeah. And... I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of what's happened in Penang. Yeah, I think regardless of your sexuality, you would have seen it on television. It's all over the news, even all across the world. People are having an opinion about this. Yes. There was a photo exhibition, wasn't it? It was, and basically two photos were specifically told to be taken down. Now, the reason that was the case was because these two photos were basically portraits of two very prominent LGBTQ activists. Yeah. So Hello. basically right now we have Funky, Funky Cake! Cake! Thank you so much for joining us. Hey. Let's tell everybody what Pang does. So basically Pang is a, the director of Art for Grabs, correct? Mm-hmm. I think. And he's the editor of Queer Lapis also As we all know He is a prominent um, LGBTQ activist Yes And he has been all around He's been attending a lot of interviews Because he's all over the news How are you feeling, Pang? <laughs> oh my god um, All of it You're All, of, all it. Yeah, of it I'm feeling everything <laughs> Are you feeling pride or like exhaustion? Like, what? Are you- yeah, well, I mean Everything, right? From sadness to anger to joy, to love. Yeah. Are a lot of people sending you support at this time? Yes, I have an incredible amount of support and hence the love. Mm. So tell us a little bit about this whole incident. Where were you when you heard? What was <laughs> going on? Yeah. yeah, tell us. That it was becoming like this massive story. Well, okay, so it started with the f- fact that this uh, somebody took these photos of our photos, right? Um, and uploaded it on Facebook uh, and accusing the state of uh, celebrating LGBT people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went viral. This was while I was still in Malaysia, I think. I was about to travel to Canada for a conference, uh, mm-hmm. an LGBT conference. And it was in Canada then that I found out from the photographer himself. He said, hey, Pang, there's an update. And I'm like, oh, Okay I kind of knew What was coming mm. So he said "Yeah, The festival director Was instructed uh, To take down the photos And In fact That was about Maybe 1 or 2am In Vancouver I was about to sleep And then I stayed awake Up to 5am Dealing with that <laughs> No I mean I was like Trying to decide What am I going to feel about it Am I sad Am I angry Am I Were you uh, Were you sad and angry At yeah, the time was, when you first heard Actually I was very sad I was quite heartbroken mm. And I've said this uh, In quotes to uh, Malaysia Kini um, That it reminded me Of that scene In uh, Yasmin Ahmad's movie Gubra oh. uh, Where the Chinese guy said To the Malay girl You know What it is like For the rest of us Living here It's like being in love With someone Who doesn't love you back And yeah, it just reminds me that after all I've done for this country, um, and not just for the LGBT people, I mean for the arts, uh, for civil society, the spaces I've kind of created, after all that, I don't even have a space on the wall. Yeah, and yeah. it's not even a wall to celebrate you as a human being, it's a wall to show your patriotism to celebrate Merdeka, wasn't it? You're holding the Malaysian flag, right? Yeah, I mean, and you know what? I mean, I felt like Marty McFly in Back to the Future, <laughs> right? Watching his photo fade, you know, and then watching himself fade away. I'm like this gay man trapped in history, looking into his disappearing future and say, hey, here I am, don't erase me. Now, a lot of people are fighting and saying that they don't want this culture to permeate the country. When they say the gay lifestyle or the gay culture, what do you think they mean? 
by that. What do you think is their impression of the gay lifestyle and gay culture that they want to shove aside so nobody can see? Because the photo gallery, the only thing that was promoting was LGBT people celebrating Merdeka. So what exactly was the idea of the gay lifestyle that they got from these pictures that they got Ooh, offended? Take it down. I think one of the things that, that someone had said was that it was disrespectful to the straight community. And I don't really understand what that means. So do you have an idea of what all of this means? Actually, I don't think they do uh, know what it means themselves. <laughs> uh, because, for example, some people like to use this argument. Yeah, what if everybody is LGBT, then there will be no future generation. And then my question is, wait, tell me... How will that happen That everybody becomes gay Because a few people are gay Or because mm-hmm. we accept uh, LGBT Are you trying to say that If everybody accepts LGBT That you will turn gay? Is mm-hmm. that what you're saying? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, please explain to me how that works And uh, of course they don't have any answer to that right? And the other proposition is that You know, if you give you rights right now For example, I say uh, They ask me what do I want, right? I say I want the same rights as you mm-hmm. And then they say Well, um, the next thing you will want is, uh, you know, to have uh, butt sex in public. You, okay, oh, can I say that? No. Yes, you can. Okay. You can. Okay, okay, but say you want to have sex with children, with uh, animals. Mm. Uh, you rape uh, women in toilets, and then I'm like, no, we don't. But wait, I said I want the same rights as you, and that's what you're thinking of. Is that what you want? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's the deviant mindset. It's, it's the own brain, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's how they think because mm-hmm. what we want is like, hey, okay, we want equal rights or at least a chance to celebrate something as important as the national day. Precisely. Now, when we come yeah. back later, we're going to share with you some poll results because before you came in today, <laughs> we actually did go online and ask people what their opinions are oh with the incident in Penang. So let's take a short break right here on Ice Kacang's True Me with Kevin and Farah. Welcome back. You're still listening to Ice Kacang. So we're still with Pang and we were talking Hi. about the incident that happened Hi. in Penang. But right now, yeah. we're hitting the internet, we're going online yes. and we're trying to get some poll results. Kevin! Because yeah. a couple of hours ago before uh, I, I came into the studio, I asked people on my Instagram, so these are the followers uh, that responded. I asked the question, do you think straight people can be turned gay by seeing LGBT being represented in the news or the media? So So this is a pretty easy question to answer But out of 300 people 17% said yes or maybe And that is still a number Wow That's, that's still a number crazy Yeah, so if out of 100 That's 17 people So that's Yeah, it's not a small number Another question is Do you think most Malaysians Have an issue with LGBT people? Uh, 28% say no And 72% said yes I think this is a legitimate Answer, a, yes, yeah. is a correct answer. We do have an issue. That's why we're discussing with Pang today. And that's why Pang has been doing his work for how many decades now? Seven? <laughs> Seven decades? 25 decades. 25 <laughs> decades. You look great for 250. LGBT activist for the last 750 years. Uh, and also, th- another question is, according to some people who are uh, persons of authority, LGBT people can be turned straight. 26% said that they agree with this statement. So 26% of 294 people who participate in this poll agree that gay people can be turned straight. And last but not least, do you think it was correct or the right thing to do to remove photos of the activists from Penang's uh, photo exhibit? And 18% said yes, where 82% said no. That's a lot to take in. That is, isn't it? The fact that out of 300 over people who took part in the polls think that More than 20% of them think that gay people can be turned straight 
Do you think it's a Malaysian idea, or do you think it's a global thing where people think, oh yeah, gay people can be educated back to their straight selves? Hmm. No, I mean, okay, I really can't answer this question because I don't know what's in their mind. It's a mystery, uh, and I can only say for myself that I tried. Uh, I was a uh, Christian for a number of years. Uh, in fact, from the age of fourteen to the age of twenty six, twenty seven, I tried to go straight. You know, for twelve years, I stop myself every time I feel that I could like some guy or love him. I stop myself. I stop myself from feeling love. Stop myself from receiving love, and it didn't work. Twelve years later, I was still hungry for love. And how does that make you feel? Because you're an activist now. Is that a reason why you wanted to do this so that people wouldn't have to go through the pain and torture that you put yourself through? No, I actually I accept that that is also my story, hmm. and I've embraced it as my story. It's a, uh, you know, part of me, and I want our stories to be heard because I think that actually at this moment, before they can even understand why I think some laws are bad laws, uh, some policies are bad policies, they need to hear us. They need to listen to our stories, realize that we are. Part of the Malaysian story, we grew up here, we were made here. Our loves and our hearts broken here. You know, it's they have to hear us, and then they realize that if all our hearts uh, break the same way, then there's also a chance for us to mend our hearts together. Not mend our sexuality, but mend our hearts. Mm. And uh, I think Farah was pointing out earlier that it was creepy that almost 30% of people thought that straight people can also be turned gay by being exposed to homosexuality or LGBT in the media or in the news. Just by watching gay coverage on the news, people can be turned gay. I just want to say, I've been reading a lot about veganism for the past how many years? Uh, I still eat meat law. So yeah. I just want to say that just because you're exposed to something, I think it's mind-boggling that people can be so afraid and so insecure. Yeah. Someone pointed out that she has been trying to convince her boyfriend to get a tattoo and this is a boyfriend of seven years and the boyfriend still refuses to get a tattoo. You can't, you, you know, it's, it's very, <laughs> these are like specific instances. I hang out with people who eat seafood all the time. I still do not enjoy seafood. So what does it say? Like, how would you enjoy butt sex? I mean, a lot of LGBT people in Malaysia are involved in children's rights in mm. migrant workers' rights in uh, refugee rights they are building the country yeah, and they are fighting for your rights they are fighting for your children and for your parents and for your families while fearing they could lose their family at the same time that's exactly. beautiful because we have to remember LGBT community or being LGBT is just one part of your identity you are still a woman you are still a man you are still Malaysian right um, didn't but- we mention earlier that there was this man who posted on my Facebook saying LGBT rights is not only for LGBTQ people mm-hmm. it's for everybody who do not believe in oppressing others Oh my god, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. Going back to that incident that happened mm. in Penang, personally, how did it affect you? How did it make you feel? So, being seen matters to me. It reminded me of the time I had to come out to my parents. And I came out to my father first. And then they want to confront my mother. I drove to Singapore. And then halfway there, I decided I had to call her. So I called my mother from a payphone. And this was back in the, in the days, like, I didn't have a headphone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I called her from a payphone and I talked to my mother. And I said, um, I guess uh, Pa has uh, told you. And she said, yes. Why didn't you tell me yourself? And I said, you know why? I was afraid. And she said, actually, I know. I understand 
why you're afraid to tell me and I understand how lonely it must have been to be you and how that makes me feel so lonely as well that my own son cannot tell me this. And that moment, I realized my mother sees me. I felt seen by her for who I am. And and that's what I want. I want to be seen and, you know, so that people understand that deep in there, in the darkness, we are here, we are crying to be more than just existing. We want to leave a mark after we are gone, you know. Now, one of the stories I think I read was that uh, did you have to come out to your parents multiple times? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I came out to my mom twice. Okay. <laughs> so I read that you had to come out four times. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first time I came out as a as a Christian, yeah. um, my parents didn't like it. Then I came out as a gay man uh, who wanted to become straight, right? Because mm-hmm. I was a Christian, I wanted to be straight, and then that didn't work out, so I had to come out as a gay man, mm-hmm. right? And then finally, I had to come out as an activist. So this was right after uh, Sexuality Medica was banned. My cousin called my mother and said, um, Auntie, your son is wanted by the police. And, and of course, this is not something mothers expect to hear uh, in Asia. Uh. Yeah. Uh, my mother was like, you know, we accept you uh, as who you are already. Why do you have to tell the whole world now? Why do you, you know, must you advertise it? And mm-hmm. I say, I'm not advertising. I'm just trying to tell people I have a wonderful mother who accepts me. Yeah. You know, and you know, all other mothers, you should be like my mother. You know, you're such a role Aww. model. You know, <laughs> I, say, it's wonderful. I say, it's your fault. You know, you're such a good mother to me. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, look, when I was growing up, remember, you told us we must help people. And then she said, well, that's not what I mean. I mean, uh, <laughs> if you go out on the street and you see a beggar, you give him one ringgit, lah, you know, that's helping people. One ringgit's very generous yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then I, then I said, but mom, isn't it better if there are no more beggars? Oh, yeah. look at that statement. How old were you when you said that? <laughs> 81. So, uh, <laughs> let's talk about um, where are we going forward from here? This incident. Mm-hmm. Where does that put us on the world map? Where is Malaysia going? Where are the LGBT rights going? I want LGBT people to realize that the whole uh, attempt at keeping them contained and private is not just unique to them. It's actually something they're doing to every citizen in the country. Everyone is also, you know, told that there's a certain box they have to fit in, that uh, they shouldn't be too loud, they shouldn't ask for too much, you know, uh, and and there are people in power uh, who are meant to be there and we shouldn't question it. No, we should always question it. We should be involved in every step of the way because whatever rights you have in the private sphere is to be fought for in the public space. And whatever inequality that exists outside in the public sphere will come into your private space. Mm. So your private sphere is not free from imbalance of power. And if you're stuck in a private space where someone could abuse you or take advantage of you, you will be voiceless if you have already surrendered that voice in public. So always Mm. exercise your rights, always exercise your voice. Always. I'm a little choked up because you had said that after everything you've done, you didn't even deserve a space on the wall. And I'm sorry, but it's just the fact that People feel this all the time. It's the fact that there is not no space. And for someone like you who've done so much, um, like my question is, it's really like you've been doing this for so long. Now with where we are and after especially what's just happened, do you think we're moving backwards? Do you think everything you've done is for, 
you know, for not? No, I don't think so. I actually think we're still moving forward. Although I I don't see history as a linear path, um, I see it as a series of events reacting to each other. And I think there are some things that are causing this reaction right now, and we need to understand the circumstances that are causing this reaction. So I think we are in the present, and the present has offered also opportunities to us besides these risks and threats, right? Um, and some of the opportunities I'm looking around are actually the amount of people that have come out in support of us and who, who are starting to be brave enough to speak up. And amazingly, a lot of young LGBT people are finding their voice and are training themselves to respond. Yeah. Hmm. I think social media enables you to do that. I think a lot of people, when they think of social media, they're like, oh, everybody has, has a voice now and their opinions stink. But for... Um, minority groups It really provides them A safe space to like Hey you know what This is something I stand for Also some people Are standing up Just for Just to protect And also to say that All of us have the same rights For example Marina Mahathir yeah. said something Didn't she? Mm-hmm. Marina Joku Katas mm-hmm. um, You know Bernice Cholly I mean A lot of people Have stood up for us I mean Charles Santiago Right uh, So I think it's actually quite moving for people to see that there are supporters. In the past, I think maybe even 10 years ago, uh, we, we had a few supporters, yeah. uh, but a lot of people would have feared uh, losing a lot more if they were seen you. to be in support, right? But I think people now dare to because, um, because of the fact that we, the queer people of Malaysia, have also been active participants in the creation of Malaysia. Exactly. Thank you so much, Pang, for joining That's us today. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, today, Thank we're joined by Mr. Pang Kitek, who's a um, LGBT activist and also a, an arts person. He's all over the news. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us for another week for another episode right here on Shroomi. If there is anything you want to say to us or to Pang, Pang, are you on? Uh, what's your Instagram? What, what's yes. a, a way for people to keep in touch with you? If they want to send you love, or Pang is like, <laughs> enough, Adila, don't send me any more love. Facebook. Okay. You can find me on Facebook uh, or Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter is good. What's your Twitter? Yeah, handle? what's the handle? Well, it's my full name. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you print my full name and spelled <laughs> correctly, uh, yeah. uh, they will be able to find it easily. Yeah, I don't well, think there are a lot of people with my name spelled yeah. that way. Thank you so so much for joining us. If you want to talk to us on Instagram, uh, or uh, you could download the app at Play Store, the Ice Kacang Malaysia app. It's Mr. Kevin Chong and OMG Farah saying goodbye and thank you to Pang for joining us today.